Good evening, I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster. Welcome back to the Man Cave, where we're recording Diz Dad's podcast number 33 with my co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Hey guys, welcome back. And Tim Hicks. To infinity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tim. All right. Uh, so th- this week on the podcast, uh, we decided it was time to start talking about the elephant in the room um, of Walt Disney World on the horizon here. And that is the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration. Because the fact is, it's coming up October 1st, whether Disney's ready for it or not, uh, October 1st, uh, uh, 2021. So, you know, we, we figured... If Disney isn't going to give us an idea, well, we'll come up with ones on our own. Um, and we'll get to that in just a second. But before we do, we want to thank our podcast sponsors. Uh, there are trusty travel sponsors, uh, Mouse Master Travel and Wicked Mouse Travel, both of which are authorized Disney vacation planners. If you'd like to work with the folks at Wicked Mouse Travel, go to wickedmousetravel.com. And for Mouse Master Travel, go to mousemastertravel.com. And our uh, Orlando-focused sponsor, Kingdom Strollers, they're Orlando's premium stroller and crib rental vendor, and they would love to help you make the trip easier the next time you're traveling with a little one in Orlando. Um, They provide a great product, they do a great job keeping it clean, and the pricing is right on par with what you'd pay if you're renting every day in the park. So uh, you can check them out at Kingdom Strollers. Dot com. All right. So, guys, um, we were chatting about this a little bit, you know, before we started recording, and, and it does seem a little strange. You know, Disney does celebration, right? They they are masters of celebration. At least that's our, you know, memory of it. Um, and, and maybe to get rolling with this, we ought to review a little bit of kind of the way they've celebrated these anniversaries in the past. Um, you know, Willie talks about having been there uh, for the 15th anniversary celebration at Walt Disney World um, back in 86-87. Uh, um, that was the, the first of the big celebrations. Uh, they called it Walt Disney World's birthday weekend. And, you know, it, it was probably the smallest in scale. But it was still really cool. Like, we got really excited when we got to the gate because when you walked in, you gave them your ticket and they stamped your ticket. And then you went through the turnstile. And as you went through the turnstile, a special ticket popped out and it said if you won or you didn't win. Was that in 86 or 96? 86. Oh, that was in 86. Yeah. 
Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. right. We, so we did. We checked that, and and they did give away. It wasn't it it wasn't as many prizes, but they did right. give away prizes. Eighty um, six. They gave away twenty five. Is when they gave away big prizes. Eighty six is when they gave away the hats, the sunglasses, okay. and things like. Okay. That. Yeah. All right. So they did. So they were already in the spirit of you know. I, I, I can't help but think of them as Hobbit birthdays, right? You go right. to the Hobbit birthday and everybody leaves with a present. Um, it was that kind of idea. We didn't get a present. You didn't get a present. You got a ticket. No, about 20% of people, right? About one in five, one. Is that right? One in, one in 24. Oh, one in 24. Okay, not quite as many yeah. as I thought. Um, so that, that kind of started this tradition of there being some kind of a giveaway involved with the Walt Disney World anniversary celebrations. And, you know, 10 years later, um, they kind of took it to another level with the 25th anniversary. Um, that one had a, a frankly more inspiring title than birthday weekend. Um, they called it Remember the Magic and a lot of people kind of, when you mention Walt Disney World anniversary celebration, this is the one they imprint on. Tim, why is this the one that comes to people's mind immediately? I think because uh, they had a song that went with it. I mean, it's time to uh, remember Okay, the well, that's magic. a piece of it. That's a piece of it. The, what yeah. I was thinking about and what I was going for is this is the anniversary that they did the birthday cake castle for, right? Right. That was really the first time I'd been to Disney World. Uh, I've been to Disneyland a couple of times before, but that was the first time I went to Disney World, and that was actually on a business trip. Uh, and I was just like, "Oh, what is this?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was really special. Um, and and there was a, a lot of new entertainment, especially that was introduced as part of the 25th anniversary. That's that's when wishes started. Um, wishes became the standard fireworks display in magic kingdom as part of that 25th anniversary celebration. Forgot about that, but you're right. And that was that, that's still in my mind, one of the best, you know, hands down fireworks shows ever. I still love it. Yeah. Great show. Um, and so that was in 96 and that was the 25th anniversary. Now, 35th anniversary came up in 2006. And, and I think that it's worth noting that, in some ways, these celebrations are also reflections of the sort of economic realities of the time. And and in 2006, I mean, a lot of us don't really think about this anymore, but but that's only five years after the, the 9-11 attacks. And travel, you know, ramped back up pretty slowly. It took a long time to build – the the momentum back for destinations, especially ones like Walt Disney World that were large sort of central location destinations. And I think that that in order to make the 2006 celebration really happen, right, to really draw crowds because they were concerned about that, um, they kind of went over the top, right, Willie? Yes. Um, that was one of the biggest celebrations they had ever put on. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the birthday cake. And then they went into the stitch toilet papering the castle when people got irate over that. And they just kept going and going. And people were just like, get this thing over with. But I was thoroughly enjoying it. <laughs> well, so part of that comes from the fact that this um, – 
was an incredibly popular celebration. This was the year of a million dreams. And so mm-hmm. they were giving away prizes right and left, and they were giving away some huge prizes. Um, they gave away G- DVC ownerships. They gave away cars. They gave away great vacations. Um, we were talking about this before. I think this is the first one that there were, they were giving away um, overnights in the dream suite in the um, in Cinderella's castle. I that's where the first time I remember hearing about it ever was that celebration. And then I remember Tom Cruise and his daughter Siri or whatever her name is. Sorry, got to sleep there at the same time. Okay, Um, it was embarrassing because I was like, why do they get to stay there and we can't? Um, and it, it was this huge blowout celebration. It was incredibly popular, so much so most of these ce- uh, celebration events would run for basically 15 months, right? Because they always start with the anniversary day, which is October 1st, and they would run through the end of the the next – or they'd run into the next year, basically. Um, but Year of a Million Dreams ran a full – yeah, most of them run 15 months. Right. So they would able to run through, you know, the first quarter basically of the next year. Um, but, uh, Year of a Million Dreams ran for over two years. It just kept going. Um, and, you know, I think it just was a matter of, of that people got so hooked on getting prizes that, that Disney had a hard time stopping and, and it rolled from that into this is this is when um you know they started the what are you celebrating campaign immediately after year of a million dreams like that's kind of how they how they broke the cycle and moved past it is they just started trying to turn attention back to guests right rather than being about disney's celebration it was about your celebration um and and that got them away from having to to give away Literally millions of dollars worth of millions. Gifts. Like millions of, I think that thing ran for like 27 months, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, and people were like disappointed when they didn't get something. Right. Which it, it was almost a problem because they gave away too much. Right. Right. And then people felt dis- disenfranchised because they didn't get anything. Right. right. Meanwhile, in 1986, 87, when I went and I got a ticket stub and I still have it. <laughs> I was just your ticket stub with a stamp was what was your exciting souvenir. That you know there was a chance to win, and that's when you learned about not winning and winning. And you know, I I do remember that it was only Epcot and Magic Kingdom at that time, but it was cool because every day we went in, we went through the turnstile, and we got a ticket to see if we won or not. And we would stand at the end waiting for that ticket to come out. (laughs) And I remember we saw someone win and it was like, bling, 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 you know, and they would win like a hat. Right. Right. Yeah. It just was a little, you know, a little thing, but, but it was meaningful in the, in the context. Well, so, all this is building up. We've gone from just birthday weekend to uh, uh, the giving away hats to giving away DVC memberships. And in uh, the the sort of mid-2000 period, right, 2016 would have was Walt Disney World's 45th anniversary. And, and people started speculating early about, you know, what was going to be the big deal for this one? Because how do you top the year of a million dreams? And, you know, what could they possibly do? Okay, now this is where we get back to things reflecting the economy, right? 
2016, things were going pretty well. Um, Walt Disney World, frankly, didn't have to do a whole lot to drag people into the parks. There were plenty of people going. Oh yeah, between you know the uh, when did they introduce the um, International Flower and Garden Festival? Was that right around that time, or was it before that? Flower and Garden has been around longer than you realize. It just keeps getting bigger. Yeah, it gets gets more promoted. Yeah, it gets more promoted. But because I know we've been doing uh, food and wine since before 2006, right? But that was after that. But yeah, I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of chasing a rabbit here. Um, First one was in '94. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, but now it's so large that it's a different animal. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to. Is is they've got that festival? They got food and wine. They've got you know the different things going the on. Arts. Yeah, do they yeah. really? Yeah. Do they really need to do anything to draw people in the parks? No. In 2016, they were going great guns. Well, yeah, there, and there was no festival of the arts yet. I don't think in 16. Um, it's still because it it didn't start. I think don't think until 18. 18. Uh, 17 oh, or 18. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but, but you're right. I mean, look, the bottom line was that, that things, you know, things were going great at Walt Disney world. And, um, there were other factors playing in too, because, you know, Walt Disney world's 45th anniversary would have was on October 1st, 2016. Well, that was literally like what, two months after the end of the Disneyland, Diamond celebration. Um, right. And I mean, Disney poured what, what one of you can help me with the totals, but didn't they spend close to seven or $8 billion just on the improvements overall at DCA? Right. I mean, they put yeah. so much money into that smaller park just to make it like the baby for two years. And, it's. I, I don't see how they could have put, pulled off a 45th anniversary. Yeah, I mean, just just financially, it would have been a problem because they spent so much money in it, and and some of it too is is Imagineering, you know, effort and energy, right? Because, I mean, if you look at what they did in DCA, you know, they invented new ride systems. They they built really complex. Uh, entertainment, you know, World of Color was built during this time, and uh, the the um, Radiator Springs Racers was built during this time. They totally rebuilt the main main street there in in DCA. So, you know, a huge amount of work was going there, and I just think realistically they didn't have the manpower or the funds to to be doing you know a major celebration at Walt Disney World, especially since. They knew that just down the road was Walt Disney World's 50th. And for the last couple of years, we've been tracking the buildup to the 50th, right? I mean, we've, we've kind of seen it coming on the horizon. And I, I really feel like starting with the new Fantasyland project, almost every bit of development we've seen at Walt Disney World since that has been about getting everything ready for a monumental 50th anniversary, you know, golden anniversary celebration for Walt Disney World. And then along comes COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the construction continues to this day. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm kidding about that. I'm, that's It's not detracting from that. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think they put off a lot of things because they budgeted for 
the 50th instead of many other things because they want the 50th to be what it's really going to be. And that's the golden anniversary. And we're not getting anything yet because I think they want to make it a huge splash. And with COVID going on right now, that's not a splash. You know, I mean, I wish I could call people and be like, hey, you ready to go? But no, we can't do that yet. So think about how that would look, you know, the optics of, of, you know, creating a big splash in a time of, you know, of a national pandemic, probably not so great. Not at all. I, I could hey, see, I could see delaying that. Let's pack each other. Let's pack into Disney world. Yeah. Right. While everyone's telling you to be six feet apart and wear a mask and don't go in large crowds and, <laughs> and, 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 right. I mean, because we can talk about, you know, all these things that that kind of we expected, right, to be part of that that 50th celebration, right? Um, we can go park by park. You know, every park was going to have some some sort of a splash that was uh, um, an element of the 50th. I mean, uh, in Magic Kingdom, we had several pieces, really, right? Well, I mean, there's certain rides that have been there since the opening. So, I mean, that's like the biggest celebration you could have. You know, the opening day rides are going to be 50 years old. And that's pretty cool. Like, this ride is 50 years old, and we still find it really amazing. Right. Well, and, and the, the big new project there is is the Tron Coaster. Tron. Um, yeah. Which, uh, you know, it might actually get done. I think it's going to be ready. They they put a lot of work and time into it, and it could happen. Yeah, so so that'll probably be ready. Um, they got a year. Yeah, um, they got the the castle prettied up. Um, you know, instead of going the cake route from a few years ago, they kind of took the model from from Disneyland's Diamond Celebration and just sort of gave it a royal spruce up. And it looks really nice, and the pictures to me look. Very royal and not over the top. I haven't been there in person, but it looks really, really nice to me. Yeah, I, I'm very interested to see it in person and see because I, I get the impression that the the way they've done the kind of layered paint on it is going to create kind of a shimmering effect, um, a little bit like the diamond effect on Disneyland. And we'll see because they finished it basically at the end of summer, which gives us all of fall and winter and spring of not as powerful a sun to get this thing rolling into summer of next year when I don't think it's going to start till October, like they said, but it could be an amazing looking castle. Yeah. Now the, the things that have been speculated about that, you know, we, we still don't have any real word on, you know, we, we still hear rumors on and off, but there hasn't been a parade in Walt Disney World in Magic Kingdom since, uh, you know, Main Street Electrical Parade left. And uh, we haven't had a new, uh, well, we did get a new fireworks show that I think was intended to kind of bridge us to the 50th in terms of, of entertainment at, at Magic Kingdom. Um but you know, it's it, one of the nice things about that show is that it's easy to update. So I would have 
expected and we may still get uh, an anniversary update of some kind. What I've heard is World of Color is coming to Magic Kingdom for the 50th. Where would they put it? That's the whole challenge, but I've heard it more than once and I'm thoroughly shocked, but they already have the design. It's just implementing it. Okay. So what they would, they would have to put a fountain in the middle of the hub. Yep. That's the only way I could see they could do it. Interesting. I mean, and that's what I've heard. Unless they made use of that, you know, that little patch of water between the castle and like Tomorrowland, there's there's yep. that big piece of water there. They could do something right where the boats used to go. But could the they really swan do, boats? But could they really do anything on the order of World of Color? I mean, that is a spectacular show. I I'm just hearing that, it's only a year away. Yeah, that yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in that particular rumor. I, I, like I said, I, I expect there to be an update to the show, but but I think that's partially because I think the show was kind of created with the intention of it being relatively easy to slide new pieces into it. Um, it it's made to be changeable um, because of the way the projection works. Um, and we'll see when it's back. I mean, you know, that's the other issue is that at the moment there are no fireworks shows. Um, now really in terms of the anniversary celebration, I feel like a lot of attention was being lavished on Epcot, right? I mean, Epcot was, was to have been, and it may still be the linchpin of this whole celebration, right? Right. Because, um, you've got. The Ratatouille attraction that's going in. You've got the Guardians of the Galaxy that's going in. Are are these guys going to be ready in time for next year? They've been working on it. I think they will be. Harmonious is supposed to be ready too. Yeah. Well, Ratatouille Ratatouille should open sometime this fall winter. They've been working on it. November, right? Yeah. Um, And you know, I, I, Harmonious is, is on track to open whenever they start doing evening entertainment again. Um, the problem with Guardians of the Galaxy, it's sort of an interesting issue because it relies on at least partially filmed content, right, that the cast needs to work on. Well, all of this has the, the production facilities in Hollywood and in Atlanta all shut down. So... It's problematic. That's the biggest delay, I think, at this point, because they can move, you know, they're at a point now where they can have construction crews in there, even if they're smaller crews, but they can't, they can't record, they can't even produce the character content. Right. But they do already have something, you know, they do already have that up and running in Disneyland. Is there, is it stuff that they could glom off of that in the meantime? Not at all. Probably it's not. So it's so different. Yeah, it's a very different concept for the attraction. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's just you know. I don't think they want to piecemeal. There. I don't think they want to piecemeal this in because no. this ride is supposed to be the ride. Well, I, I'll say this: they could they could probably make use of the the rocket animatronic, right? They could they could duplicate the rocket animatronic, but it, it's That'd the, be easy. yeah, but it's the voices and it's the and it's the projection material that they're counting on to be a major part of this attraction. Um, you know, the projection mapping stuff. 
So they're basically waiting on California to reopen. In a lot of ways. Um, right. although, I mean, although remember that a lot of the Marvel stuff is done at Pinewood in Atlanta. But Georgia's open. But the production facilities aren't. Right, because they're they're being strict, not yeah. the state. Right. Um, the interestingly, I, it appears um, that the Moana water attraction thing, the world of water stuff, is sort of backburnered but not canceled. Um, I would still like to see that happen. I mean, it, it yeah. just sounds so intriguing, but you know, I, I get it. But but I, you know, I'd be surprised if they can get it done in time for at least the beginning of the um, celebration. Celebration, and I, I could see them holding it until uh, after, just because they don't want the construction to be happening during the celebration. Sure, sure. Um, and then, what about uh, new countries and world showcase? Well, so that's one of those things that I think is just not going to happen now. Um, there was yeah, rumor about I think, it, but yeah. If D twenty three didn't announce it last year, we're probably not getting it. I mean, we had heard Brazil, we had heard Spain, right, right. There have been rumors of Israel, but right now, are we even able to get you know the ambassadors from those countries back? You <laughs> no, know, it's, yeah, that's, that's a whole that's a whole big problem. No, well, I mean, and 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 it's a financial problem too at this point because you know I think we all know at this point that that no matter who it is. Even if they're contributing a chunk of the cost, whoever they bring in isn't, isn't paying for the whole thing. And, you know, we know that that uh, you know, Cherry Tree Lane in the UK Pavilion is not happening. Um, it may come back some other time in the future in some different form, but for now it's gone. Um, they've delayed the Spaceship Earth refurbishment, which I think is really unfortunate because yep. yep. it's overdue. Yep. Way overdue. Um, you know, but they can't. They just can't. Um, well, there's no money. I mean, like they got to finish the front of Epcot right. in under a year. Well, and doing the work on Spaceship Earth disrupts so much because of its location that it, it's really right. difficult to to work around it. Yeah, Spaceship Earth is a total crowd feeder. I mean, it just you walk right in and you just fill, 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 fill. Oh and no, no, I, but but even more than that, it's the issue of how do you get construction materials to Spaceship? Oh, Earth? into the into the building. Yeah, right. How do you get? How do you move the crews in? How do you route the electricity? Right. They there's need? no sneaking into that. Yeah, place. there's no. I mean, it's a big no back ball. way in. It's a right. big ball right in the middle of the park. There's no there's no utilidor that takes everything in. Exactly. Exactly. Are they gonna expand the utilidor over to that? <laughs> That's a long way to go. Well, and remember that utilidors weren't dug below, right? Utilidors yeah, went in first and then directly. they built the park on top. Right. <laughs> that that's hard to retrofit in Florida. I would imagine. Without a, you know, burrowing submarine. A swamp a swamp fest. <laughs> Um, you know, Animal Kingdom really sort of got ready for the 50th with the opening of, of Avatar, of, of, uh, Pandora and, uh, Nomad Lounge and Tiffin's and all of that. Now, interestingly, one of the things that's gone away is the nighttime show at Animal Kingdom. What show is that? I don't even remember. They had one? (laughs) 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, now, Willie, here's an interesting thing. Maybe that would be where a world of color could come in. That's where they could pull it off. There you go. Because they've got a lot of the infrastructure they could repurpose already in there now. That would put Animal Kingdom two times on the map and make people stay all night. You've got that large seating area. Yeah, that that could totally work. So that's an interesting thing. So if if there are rumors of World of Color coming to Walt Disney World, to me, especially given that they've canceled the show that was there. Right. It just would make a lot more logical sense than building a fountain in the middle of the hub and disrupting, you know, undoing all the good they did in opening up the hub over the last few years. Um, and, and, you know, because Animal Kingdom was pretty much already done with its work, you know, there's, there's not much else new slated for for animal kingdom there was some talk at one point about something new on on discovery island but uh, or not on discovery island on um at conservation station all right but that's long gone yeah rafiki's planet watch all that it's not gonna happen at least well the other now. thing is now that um what is it prime primeval hurl is gonna right. be gone yeah right they could they can make that whole area something else I, I, not I would, right now exactly but. i suspect it's coming but you know, I don't they think they have it, to disassemble the ride. Yeah. Well, it's not even that. It's it's. I think I think you you hinted at the bigger picture, which is I wouldn't at all be surprised to see a complete retheme of Dinoland. I, I could see it becoming something completely different. Right. Yeah, I mean, they could well. they could get rid of dinosaur and turn it into. I, mean, I don't want to say Indiana Jones because we've already discussed, but you could turn that into something else really easy, right? And then make that whole area something totally cool because that area is kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it wouldn't take a lot to give that whole area a completely refreshed feel. Um, but but I think not it's a probably ride that I just must go do either. So right. you know, there's a there's a lot that can be. That That's a that lot of real estate over there that is used poorly. Agreed. Um, and there, are, I mean, there are shows in that area that are great shows, but long in the tooth, and yep. you know, do overdue to be replaced. I, I think we're probably at least five years away from oh, the, yep. anything like that happening there. But I, I think the writing's on the wall. I mean, the boneyard is probably the best area, and that's just for kids to get energy out. And, and and frankly, one of the easiest things to, you know, get rid of and replace, because if you think about it, all of the other playground spaces in the, in the parks have pretty much been removed. They've all been, and now with COVID, it's definitely gone. Exactly. exactly. Definitely gone. But it, okay. So you put Wakanda there. Just saying, just saying. Just looking for a little. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that would require some cooperation from Universal. There's yeah. this pesky yeah. mural in in superhero <laughs> island that features Black Panther. And uh so yeah, it's problematic. Um in any case, th- there anyway. there are plenty of things they could do there. Yeah. Um and that's that's another topic for another show. <laughs> yeah, back Talk to the rolling off top, you yeah. know Hollywood like, Studios to basically, mm-hmm. you know, it 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 just 
you know, squeezed under the wire all of its 50th anniversary updates, right? I mean, we got Galaxy's Edge open, we got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway open, we got uh, Toy Story Land open a year ago. Um, so all of that is is ready to roll. The only real kind of, you know, major thing at Hollywood Studios that that won't probably quite be done for the anniversary that they wanted done by the anniversary, I think, is, is probably uh, Galactic Star Cruiser. The hotel just outside but right. they're still working on that from what i've heard yeah i mean they're trying and, and and i wouldn't be surprised if they got it open at some point during the anniversary celebration right. but right. it won't be done by october 1st you know assuming the anniversary celebration goes at least 15 months if not more than i, I think i think it's gonna go longer yeah i think so too because that's a big deal yeah so my question is when does rise of the resistance open you're trying to be funny, right? Yes, he is. Okay. I'm, I'm trying I was to just like, am I uh, supposed to laugh here? <laughs> yeah, because uh, it hasn't really opened as much as it should have. Right, right. They do need to, to work on getting it back on track. And yeah, it, they've had know, some days of zero participants. Yeah. It, it's. <sighs> It's really frustrating because they seem to be starting to get on track with it. And then I think that the Boom. whole sort of rhythm was disrupted with with the the shutdown and then the having to kind of reconfigure loading to deal with, with, with COVID. COVID-19, yeah. That stinks. I mean, it's just such an amazing ride. Yeah, but, it, you know, the, having to do distancing and keep parties separate just really messes with the flow of the ride. On the other hand, it's not necessarily all bad. I'm just saying, I mean, the, rethinking the way that we do things and have done them traditionally into, you know, what is going to work in the future. I don't think that's not, I don't think that's all bad. No, it, it's not. It, the issue with Rise of the Resistance is that because you essentially change ride vehicles during the attraction twice, yeah, right, it's, it just makes it very confusing and challenging to keep it flowing and keep parties distanced. Yes. And keep the main ride running. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite the operation to keep all everything flowing. Right. Right. So, so that's all the kind of the reality check of things, right? I mean, we know pretty much what's coming at this point. If there was going to be, um, you know, a, a major show change or something like that, we probably would have gotten news about it. You know, this world of color rumor is a good example of that. Um, you know, we know harmonious is going to open and it's, it seems to be scheduled, you know, chugging along and it'll be ready whenever Disney's, you know, ready to do evening entertainment again. Um, but what we wanted to do here with sort of the, the last part of the show is to say, We've gotten no hints of what the celebration itself is, is going to look like. So if you were to, you know, come up with your own version of the, the celebration, what would it be? What would you choose? So, Tim, what, what would be part of a Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration for you? All right. I'm going to roll with this for just a few minutes because in the last – two, three years, I've been seeing so much rose gold stuff, right? And, and all the merchandising, uh, whether it's the purses, you know, there, there are so many things that they've been pushing this. Put yourself on mute, will you, Willie? <laughs> if you're going to yawn, if I'm going to keep you putting you to sleep. Um, 
Now, there's 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 so much rose gold that has been introduced. I feel like that's been kind of um, uh, very quiet lead up to uh, the 50th anniversary. So I'm thinking I want to see that really creep through a lot of different areas. And I'll start with, for example, the bus transportation system. They're all all the buses are white. We know that that's been the, the that's been the the truth forever. Why not put a rose gold type skin over all the buses for a starter? Then you get into the parks, and um, I don't like the idea of having things gilded, you know, really fake gold looking stuff. But I'm a fan of gold trim. So if you take like the silver, uh, like. Um, uh, edges of buildings and just put that a rose gold kind of covering over that. It can just be a, it can just be a transparent overlay, but it gives you the color. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. So lots and, of rose gold accent all over. Yes. Yes. On, on the buildings, on the signage, um, everything that, that points to, you know, everything that you look at just kind of, uh, uh, whether obviously or not, you know, points to that, that rose gold feel, you know, it would. Are you doing it that just be, for Magic Kingdom, or is that for all the parks? Oh no, no, it's for all the parks. Okay, all the parks. So that ties. It's it's the thing that ties the whole celebration together. Right now, if you ask my wife, you know, she would say, "Oh, it's got to feature me because she was born ten days after Disney World opened." <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I had to get but, that little. But I agree with you, Tim. I want to see fifty everywhere. Yeah, because. It's it. I, my grandparents had a 50th wedding anniversary, and our whole goal was 50 anything and everything. This is a big deal. Like a huge deal. when you go down Main Street, instead of the snowflakes, that should be a 50 everywhere you go to see. Because now we're celebrating 50 years of Disney World. World, not Epcot, not Disney, right. not Magic Kingdom. Disney World, World. So Walt it's Disney the World whole land, and let's enjoy where we all love to go, Disney World. And those of us of us that have been there frequently, we're gonna notice everywhere that they put that gold. We're gonna see it. Is it is it on the trash cans? Is it on the light standards? Is it you know everywhere that you see? I want to see that gold trim. Okay, so that's I want to see the gold on top of the contemporary. Yeah. I, I want to see a big five zero and everything, like sticking out on around everything. It's it's the fiftieth. It's a big deal. So here's the thing: one of the things I think that especially gets highlighted or gets um, um, attention for a big fiftieth like this is I think I think that fiftieth anniversaries are all about nostalgia. Right. I mean, if you think about your your grandparents' 50th anniversary, how many different kinds of photo albums and slideshows and, you know, all retrospective stuff. Right. It's all this stuff. So to that end, I I think we're going to see a lot of effort put into highlighting nostalgia all over Disney parks. And and frankly, I would love to see them, you know, I, I don't know that they'll do it, but I'd love to see them kind of take that up another degree, kick it up an extra notch. And what I'd love to see happen is for there to be little moments in, in really all the parts that you can, where there are nostalgic elements that return, right? So for example, Stitch's Great Escape is closed. It's, it's gone for good, right? So 
why not reinstall the the uh, uh, Dreamliner in that space? Just for fun. Yeah, just for fun. Yeah. I mean, it was My a cheap attraction. Thing. It's a little little kitschy. Go for it. Let people the ride office. the Dreamliner. Um, or put thing we need, you know, or put Timekeeper back in there. Yes, bring um, back, bring back to flight. What was it? The Eastern Airline, right, right, yeah. right. Oh my God! Oh, if you had wings, if you had wings, that's yes. it. That's it. Well, I got a little story about that. Can I tell this little story? Sure. Yeah. Tell the if you had wings so, story. Um, the, this was when I first took my kids uh, to Disney World, and my youngest was had just turned five. Okay, just turned five, and that was when it was still Alien Space Encounter. It was not Stitches, uh, the, the Stitch ride. So we went on that, and then we went directly to that uh, that Eastern Airlines uh, ride. My my son walks up to the ride operator and says, "Excuse me, is this ride intended to smear, to, to scare small children?" sorry i just had to get that one in there it was hilarious you've just made my point right Right. because that's what the 50th is all about it's about bringing those people back to walt disney world who probably haven't been in 10 or 15 years and and giving them a special incentive to come back and celebrate with them so you do that you put you know you you maybe I hate to even mention the term because it was such a annoying you know an annoying theme, but limited time magic, right? You you just for the holiday season, you bring back the holiday version of the Country Bears show. That's uh, what people want to see. Yeah, in Epcot, maybe only during the the flower and garden festival you you run the the food rocks musical right what and that's what i mean or captain eo or captain eo that's exactly what i was gonna there say i mean like the small things that people well captain eo is never gonna run in a disney park again but that's another because, story uh, boo sorry um <laughs> if that's those are the things that people are gonna want to come back to like i have a lot of people calling me now because they know it's the 50th and they want to bring their grandkids and their great grandkids right. and they want to stay at the Polynesian or the contemporary because that's where they stayed 50 years ago. And so if all of a sudden they show up with a gold rim, amazing looking building. Oh my God, we're celebrating our 50th anniversary coming back. We haven't been here in 50 years. Look what they've done. This place would be amazing. Yeah. So yeah, and, and, and I think you can do that. I mean, you do it in, in all the parks. So they're not all going to be 50 years old, but they all have that nostalgic piece. You know, right. there's no reason that you couldn't bring back, you know, even if you only did it for a few months, bring back Sounds Dangerous at Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, in, in Animal Kingdom, you know, what would it take to just bring, even if it was just some of the old character greet, meet and greets that are gone now? Or so you put them over in Dino Land. Yeah, exactly. What does that cost you? Nothing. Nothing. But though there's so many things you can do. Even at Epcot, you could bring back Body Wars. Like really well. Uh, unfortunately, you can't. That's exactly what I was thinking. They ju- Why? I, I just saw something about that. They just disposed of the oh. the, the hardware basically from Body Wars. Oh, too bad. Um, okay, so, so you can't quite do that River scale, Country, okay? but but there are other Reopen things you could do. I mean, like I said, there, shows are easy to bring back. Right. You, you can you can bring back um, uh, 
uh, what are some more examples for Epcot? Would probably be too expensive to do. Well, they've already brought back some of the parades where they brought the characters around. Like yeah. start bringing those back again. Like you know the double decker buses, and just keep it simple. Like we're right, not right. looking for anything fancy. Like and that's we're exactly it. That's the people. point. We're we're looking for what we remember. You know, in the in the land, what was the original thing that was shown where the uh, the Lion King thing? You, you know what I'm talking about? That oh. there was a movie theater. What was the original thing that was shown there? I'm having trouble remember that one. Uh, yeah, but you know what I'm talking about, right? I, I know the space I you're talking about. I don't remember. I mean, you're going to the right. It's it's right yeah. there. Yep, it's that theater. Before, right. And it was uh, the last thing I remember being there was the, a Lion King conservation. Lion King thing. conservation, yeah, but that's not what. I mean, was Circle of Life was there before that, which was all about the the food web. So bring some some of that back. I mean, just you could do that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, you you've got the old, you know, original shows, the the things like Food Rocks or or um, you know, you could even do you could even do in a theater. You know, you could probably do a a three D rendering of of Horizons, right? Let people experience it you know, in, in one of the circle vision theaters. Yeah. I wonder if they could do that. I bet they could. Really? It doesn't take that much, but I mean, overall it's not that expensive. I mean, you already have half the stuff done, right? You just have to bring some people in, in a a theater to a degree. I mean, right, right. So I'm saying, or, or, I mean, you could bring it over to magic kingdom and get rid of PhilharMagic. And put it in there. Right. That would work too. But my point is, even if you thought it sucked at the time, it's nostalgic. Exactly. It's like, oh, this sucks so bad, you got to watch this. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we've been saying that about, I mean, so many things over our lives. Like, I mean, I remember riding the Skyway across Magic Kingdom from Bells. I mean, not, what is it? Uh, And there's another easy one. Why? Why not dress up the the Skyliner buckets yeah, like the old yeah. Skyliner? Old Skyliner, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, like that was fun and that was easy. Yeah. And I, I just really think that this this celebration calls for it. You know, it 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 is. Um, in some ways, I think that you know, Epcot Forever that show was supposed to be kind of a bridge to the the newer harmonious show and the idea was going to be that that would be the nostalgia and harmonious would kind of turn you to the future i think you could get away with that same concept by finding ways to kind of inspire the nostalgia around the park and then harmonious at the end of the night gets you looking to the future which I, I think Harmonious is going to do. And from what I've gathered, Harmonious is supposed to be where the 50th anniversary is really celebrated. Right. Yeah, that's supposed to be kind of the home of the right, 50th Not Magic Kingdom. No. Because they can hold 100,000 people instead of 90,000. Right. Well, and, and they can do it. I mean, it, it, it has to do it's with, a circle. with the restaurants and the open space and yeah, yeah. yeah all of that. Yeah. I can um, I can. I could envision, okay, so how many people, okay, this is a love it, hate it kind of thing, but Illuminations, 
you can play part of the soundtrack from that show at some, you know, at some point, at some place in Epcot, and people are going to go, "Oh, that was so great!" You know, they're they're oh, just sure. yeah. Actually, that's so a cool. really great point. Is you could take older, you know, music from older shows and just incorporate it into the background music in all the parks. Yes. yes. I mean, how cool Somebody's would it be? Somebody's going to pick up on that. Yeah, I mean, how cool it would be to be walking down Main Street and to have clips of of wishes playing in the background. Well, well, right, yeah, yeah. As you're walking down, I think that just I think it's just kind of that would be just one of those interwoven things that just makes people go that just stop and listen and go, oh, that's that's from wishes. That's so cool. Well, it's it's just like when you hear like I'm walking down the middle of Main Street, yeah. you and you get all excited as you're just walking down. Like I mean, I'm a horrible singer and I have no tune, but <laughs> like I can at least you know people know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about it. Yeah, like, sure. Yep. <laughs> totally get that. Right. And I mean, I think that that kind of thing. I, I would almost rather they spent money on those kinds of things than on giving stuff away. I don't want prizes. I'm done with the prizes because we know the prizes are so sporadic and so, you know, people are going to complain no matter what with prizes. Right. Oh, they gave me a hundred DVC points, but Oh, you know, you don't realize what it's really worth. Oh, I have to pay taxes on it and all that. Like, Oh yeah. The the person who complains, they they gave me a hundred DVC points. What am I supposed to do with those? Staying the way I want to stay would cost me another, whatever to buy enough points to to be able to stay. But you've never stayed there to begin with, so right. don't even right. argue. Exactly. <laughs> but that's something that everybody has if you've been there more than once is the nostalgia, the memories, the right. stuff that exactly. will kick back in when you experience this or that. And the and the people that are there for the very first time will just think it's cool. Right. I mean, I'm, I pulled out that ticket tonight. And, I mean, it was 1987. And I was excited. I can still remember going through the turnstile, pulling that ticket out. And like, oh, I didn't win. It was so disappointing because, you know, I was 12, 11. I don't remember. Like, but you remember it like it was yesterday. Of course. And you went through and you saw the ticket. It was like, almost like the Willy Wonka ticket. And you didn't get the golden ticket. And you're like, oh. But at the same time. <laughs> then I was waiting to see someone win. Like, it was that mindset of who won if I didn't win. Right. And but, but again, right. you that, want to see somebody. ironically, yeah. that means your focus was on other guests instead of on the park, which is of course. And that's you know, why, why the nostalgia take, I think is better than prizes. Right. Exactly. Put it in the park, not in the tickets and the prizes. Yeah. Um, now, you know, maybe uh, we talk a little bit about, I mean, if we're not going to do big prizes and we kind of already know the majority of the major openings and things, um, what do you think? I mean, you think we're going to get any kinds of, of promotions for guests or, or special kinds of, of um, event activities or anything like that? That's a really tough call just because of COVID. I mean, we just don't know where this thing is going to go. Um I would love to see, you know, special things like uh, one of my all-time favorite things that we used to do in the uh, Food and Wine Festival was Disney's Dessert Discovery, you know, those sorts of things like that. Uh, But you're talking about a lot of people focused, concentrated in one place at one time, and you can't do that, not in this day and age, not until, you know, the COVID thing is passed or we have a vaccine or what have you. 
so regardless of when that, when, what that is, what it looks like when it comes, um, I just don't think you can really do that. I mean, I would love okay, to but, see. But, but if you if you got to pick, I mean, you know, let's okay, let's, let's blue sky it for a minute and just assume that you know the crowd issue we can put to the side. What would you like to be able to see promoted? I would love to see things like the Spectre Magic Parade come back, and um, for as far as promotions are concerned. I don't know because there are so many you know different promotions that they do from time to time. I I don't know where I would go with that. I really don't. What do you think, Willie? I don't want to see free dining come back at all, just because I hate it. <laughs> what I would really like to see is more of the. Um, there are like pen coats, you know, repeat customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we can deal, we can help those customers a lot. And I want to see like the um, retention, I don't want to call it retention bonus, but I want to call it the repeat customer deals where well, they. And, and I'd like to see something where we get, you know, they, they encourage somebody who hasn't been for five years, right. Mm-hmm. To come back. Um, right. Right, the the the, but again, I don't the nostalgic guess twenty percent off. When, Assuming that you can like effectively figure out when the last time somebody was there. Well, but th- uh, I mean, they can't you know. necessarily tell perfectly, but but they can go by package reservations and say you got to make a package reservation. Yeah, to some right. extent, and they can go by what we. I mean, I have databases of my stuff. Well, and that's I mean, Disney has the the biggest most database complete, in the world customer behavior database in corporate America. I mean, right. it's insane. True. It's the reason your systems are such a mess still. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Willie. I'd love to see something like that. I'd like to see some special event type things. Um, you know, I'd love to see them do, um, for example, Adventures by Disney has a, a Southern California trip that they've done um, for years, and and it's had different incarnations. But they did a couple of special ones during um, Disneyland's you know Diamond Celebration. I, I'd love to see them do something like that for Walt Disney World because they've only done an ABD tour that included Walt Disney World once or twice. They did it kind of as an experiment. Um, I, I'd love to see them, even if they only did it for the anniversary, you know, to do a special. Again, it, it gives them a chance to do a small group experience with some really good in-depth behind-the-scenes stuff that includes anniversary celebration. Um, and so I'd, I'd love to see something like that. Um, I'd like to see some of the after-hours event type things where, you know, I mean, one of the challenges of any of these anniversary events is that it does attract a crowd, and that's part of what Disney wants. And so I think that anything you can do that gives guests the op- opportunity to kind of opt into a lower crowd experience has some value. Well, it's like the VIP tours. Like, yeah. I mean, they're, they're a bonus because people find value in less than 10. We can do anything we want whenever we want. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, and that's something they should really promote a lot of you know this is our 50th anniversary we can take you to four parks in in one day for this i mean it's going to cost you but people love to spend money if they feel important 
Right. Well, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think you could do special 50th anniversary tours, mm-hmm. right? Things that right. highlight the history of each of the parks, things that build on that. You get some kind of a commemorative pin from each park. Right. It's a unique collection. Uh, you know, there, there are great ways. You finish with a dining in Epcot. Exactly. At night for Harmonious. You know, Perfect. you start at 7 a.m. at Magic Kingdom. You do all four parks. You, you know, they have 14 different rides built in. And you end up at dinner in blank, and you have an amazing sit-down meal while Harmonious is going on. And Adventures by Disney may be just the right vehicle to pull something like that off. And they Absolutely. can do it tonight. Like, yeah. Yeah. That could be cool. Yeah, that would be great. And and I'd rather see investment in promoting that kind of thing and putting that kind of thing together than giving a bunch of big discounts or things like that. because. I mean, I hate to say it, but, but, you know, one of the maybe positives that comes out of all this is that maybe we kind of break the discount addiction. Please. Because right. it drove me crazy for years watching people end up spending more because they insisted on waiting for the discount to be released. Right. And it, they actually ended up paying more because the price had gone up by the time the discount was available. Right. Your tickets right. went up 40 bucks. Your room went up 30 bucks, but you saved 28 bucks. And you're like, yeah, but you saved 28 bucks. Well, no, you really didn't. Yeah, you, but, you spent this much more. Yeah. And, right. But I got free meals. through the numbers. That's, that's what right. that's And, what and I watched more and more guests have that happened to them over the last yep. three years or so, especially. Um. So, you know, I mean, I, I just think it's easier for everybody if we're upfront about what things cost and people can target it and save for it and do what they want to do, you know, based on, on what the but real numbers focus. are rather than trying to guess at what the discount might be. Here's the real numbers. Focus on the experience because yeah, this exactly. is what we're going to do and it's going to be cool and you're going to be blown away. You know, it, it, it's – this is – this. This is one of the first things I learned about Disney from a motivational speaker many years ago is that their their corporate um, uh, uh, mantra is, you know, their, their corporate philosophy is give us all of your money and we will make you happy. You know, that's <laughs> pretty much it. You know, you know it's going to be expensive. So, uh, you know, the discounts aren't going to do that much for you. Let's focus on the experience right, and what, what you can really get out of the experience, the trip. Yeah. Realistically – if you're going there to save $200, you're not going there for the right reason. Because it's it's like the guy that spoke at our conference. You stop it, you shop at Wegmans, you shop at Starbucks, you've already overpaid for everything you bought. Like Right, it, but but the experience was worth it. The experience is why you went there. Like it's so so easy to just say, let's pay for this and move on. And w- the three of us have done it. Like, I mean, how many times have you said, oh, I'm not going because I didn't save $19 a night on my room? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. going for the experience I'm going to pay. Right. Like, yeah. it's a, Disclaimer. It's, um, yeah. Now, Disclaimer I, let me for say our this. listeners who don't know what Wegmans is. It's a <laughs> Northeastern thing. You're missing a treat. <laughs> <laughs> You're really missing a great grocery store. But <laughs> now, now, let me say this, though. Um, I, I agree with you 110%. However, if that's going to be the approach, if we're not going to get discount offers, if we're going to say, let's focus on the experience, then it means that that anniversary experience has to carry through 
everywhere. It can't just be in the parks. It yes. means that the service level at the hotels has to get better. It means that the the you know extra touches of 50th anniversary, you know, decor and sprucing up and things like that has to be there in the resort hotels as well. Um, it, it's got to be all encompassing. Yeah, I started with I started with the the transportation buses, but you're right. It starts before that. It starts at the resorts. Well, it starts before that at the airport. Yeah. Yes, that too. Because when you get on Magical Express, you need to feel like the most important person getting on that bus. And there's 15,000 people getting on every hour. So you better feel really important. And you got to find a way to do that. And then when you get to that gift shop and you're looking for blankety blank t-shirt or whatever, you better feel that. Look at this magical shirt we have right here. It's rose gold. <laughs> no, but seriously, you're, you're absolutely right. I want to see it when I go to the restaurants. I want to see a special anniversary meal. I want to see special anniversary drinks. I want to see special anniversary desserts. Right. You know, right. And show it's it got to be there throughout. in the merch. We need, we need resort specific merch, right? I mean, you know, all of these things that the people who are into the nostalgia, I mean, Look, if you're just appealing to the masses, to the general public, it maybe doesn't matter as much. But but if the if the audience that you're appealing to are the diehards with the nostalgia for the Walt Disney World that was, you darn well better have Polynesian merch and you know contemporary merch. Contemporary. We yeah. also better have the the shirts and stuff that I have pictures of myself oh, in. Yeah. Oh, bring retro. those back. Absolutely. Like, I mean, they've already been bringing them back a little bit. Yeah. But we need tons you know, of retro merch. What? Like well, I said, bring back River Country merch. Come on. Yeah. yeah sure. Why not? All of I it. I mean, it's not like it wasn't there. No, it was there. We all it remember. There. We all remember it. Like, but that's the thing. Like, you need to, you know, dig up a few skeletons out of the closet because. Well, but the interesting thing to me is that that the timing of this is all you know. I think really good because when it comes to that kind of thing, this is Bob Chapek's wheelhouse, right? I mean, he comes from consumer products and my sense at least so far is that he gets it. He understands this, you know, sense of nostalgia and the, the collector mindset and, and all of this stuff that I really feel like there are some great opportunities. We may see some really cool stuff coming that is, you know, 50th anniversary stuff. I just hope the eBayers don't ruin it for us all. True. Well, that's what I've noticed. I got a email today from shop Disney about the new merch. Are you part of the merch program? Uh-uh. Uh, so you can buy special edition merch things now. And I'm part of it now. I don't know how I got involved, but <laughs> you can buy special Minnie and Mickey and things, pin sets and things like that. And I had a 15 minute long survey about it, and they're looking to make a lot more money there. That's because you're because, a collector, and and they know it, and, yep. <laughs> and, and they know you'll spend it, and that's what it is. I'm spending it, and there's a lot of people out there buying to resell, and they're right. trying and to that's stop the stuff a little that I'm of that. About. Right. You know, I mean, it's like this cool shirt that, you know, not this one, but you can only get at Magic Kingdom on October 1st only. How much is that shirt going to go for? Right. 
yeah, I mean, all of a sudden it's worth $500 on eBay and it, it ruins it for everybody else because the, the folks who get in, you know, crowd yep. the shops as soon as they open, buy out right. all the stock and then run home and post them on eBay. Because I was there for Mickey's 90th birthday with the buttons and the line around the store went all the way to Splash Mountain. Well, I mean, they, they'd already announced that they would be selling, you know, Splash Mountain um, next stuff yeah, into next year. And yeah. the day that Splash Mountain stuff was available, it sold out in minutes. Minutes, yeah. It was crazy. Right. And people were paying stupid prices for it without yeah. even thinking. I'm like, come on, people. Yep. You're really buying it for your own nostalgic purposes or other purposes. Right? <laughs> well, exactly. but that's the problem. It's the it's the secondary market that's buying it because they're nostalgic and they get fleeced by people who are taking advantage of them. Beanie yep. babies. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Right. It's the same idea. Uh, all right. Well, we've wandered a little bit off track, but the key here yeah. is that I, I think we've developed a, a, a somewhat coherent, really, idea of what we think a, a 50th celebration ought to look like. So as we're wrapping up, I, I, what I want to do is kind of bounce around and, and say, we've kind of talked about a particular kind of celebration um, on a scale from one to 10. How accurate do you think we are? Right? How how much would you be willing to say you think we got it right? Yeah, I want to know based on what we want. Right, Willie? What do you think? One to ten? How how accurate are we? I think we're at a six and a half. Okay. But if I get World of Color right, I feel like I'll go to an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Is that World of Color at Magic Kingdom though? World of Color at Walt Disney World. Oh, uh, okay. You, you walk that one back okay. carefully. <laughs> yep. All right, Tim, what do you think? One to ten. I I think we're probably I think we probably are at an eight. I, I, I think um I don't know. I it's it's hard to say, but I can't imagine them not thinking of the things that we've thought of. I mean, if we're thinking of things they're not thinking of, then hire us because we know better. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Because our idea is pretty darn good. Right? So here's the thing. I, I I'm gonna give us a, a you know a provisional seven. Um and an eight if we get World of Color in Animal Kingdom, um, maybe even a nine. The one part that um, I wish we were right about, but I'm not sure we are, is um, I, I feel like there's an addiction to splashy discounts. Gotcha. And it's going to be frustrating because I think what we're likely to see if they do go that route is we'll see a big splashy discount with very limited availability. Um, which is of course guaranteed to annoy people, but it seems to be the direction they've gone is, you know, if people are going to demand discounts, we'll provide them, but there just won't be very many. 10% off. Well, or it'll be 45% off, but there are only two rooms in the resort that are going at that rate. Right. And they're the two bedroom deluxe resorts club that you, you and I don't need. Right. There you go. The, that um, flash sale that means absolutely nothing because nobody will be able to figure out the rules before it's over. <laughs> right. Right. There you go. Um, we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting. Um, y- you know, you, you heard our takes. Um, we'd love to hear what you think about the upcoming 50th anniversary celebration. What, what would you most like to see? What do you think we got right? 
Where do you think we were way off base? Let us know. You can email us at podcast at disdads.com, or you can get in touch with us individually by email. Uh, you can email Willie at Willie at wickedmousetravel.com. Email Tim at tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. And if you want to tell us all the things we got right, you can email Aaron at mousemastertravel.com. Until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and been alongside my trusty co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night. And Tim Hicks. We'll see you real soon. I got to keep on Thing, man.